Hello, and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty International Edition. This is the podcast, of course, where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I'm still Nick Axelrod-Welk, reporting live, or not live at all, actually, from London, England. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Annie Kriegbaum, Diamond Kriegbaum. Where are you? I'm in Mexico City. Look at us. Look at us. What's the COVID situation in Mexico City with regards to like people wearing masks? People wear masks outside on the street. Most people are like just wearing them out and about. No one in London. It's like it doesn't exist. Inside, outside, people are back at work, inside offices, like WeWork-esque things, like everything. Interesting. Yeah. No, restaurants, they take your temperature. Really? Every store you go into, they like make you use hand sanitizer. And every restaurant, right when you walk in, you put on hand sanitizer. And anyway, I'm having so much fun. I love it. That's so fun. So forgive us if the sound quality is a little not up to our normal eyewitness standard. Yep. Forgive us. For we have traveled. Lo siento. Cheerio. Anyway, should we just get into top stories or should we banter more? (laughs) Nick, banter with me. Where else have you been? I was in Belgium for work and then I'm here in in London and I picked up a jar of Biscoff. Holy moly. (laughs) That wasn't your first time, was it? It might be my first time like using like the brand, the Nutella of cookie butter. Like I feel like Trader Joe's makes it. I had that one and I probably had ones elsewhere, but not like the Belgian from Belgium cookie butter. Mm -hmm. Is it really just cookies and butter? I asked because I had a half a jar. Well, I feel like it has to be shelf-stable, so it's probably, like, cookies and vegetable oil. Or, like, vegetable solid, (laughs) right? Like cookies and shortening. Yeah, definitely. Here's a riddle for you, Annie. What? Do you think that they make and bake the full cookie and then crush it to make cookie powder? Or do they just – they don't worry about baking and just put the cookie ingredients into the vegetable Crisco? Oh, God. That's – I don't know. Is it the chicken or the egg? I know it's a real chicken or the egg. They must cook the cookies because I feel like that affects the flavor. I know, but how do they get it so smooth? They put it through a big industrial like airplane blender. Yeah, but even with like that kind of blender, you would still feel the grain. It's like, like you have to get a so Vitamix. <laughs> I remember before I came to work at Into the Gloss, all of you like <laughs> snooty like editors were like, constantly talking about Vitamixes, your like green juices and your Vitamixes. It's funny you say that. I think that the one thing I used into the gloss to like bargain for was a free Vitamix. Yeah. Didn't you have it in the office? I think I remember Yes. That. I like never took it home. Finally, one day we were like moving offices, I think, to Lafayette Street and... I like finally had to take it because it's like the thing about New York City is like a big, huge box like that. It's a whole production. You can't get it delivered to your apartment. No, if you don't have it no, delivered no, to no. your office. But then how do you get it home? Oh, you tell me. I don't even remember. I blacked it out and I've probably used it three times. But in those three experiences, I would say I haven't come close to speculus cookie butter level smoothness. And are you just eating it straight from the jar? Yes. Yes, and I don't like the way that you said that. It felt like very, very judgmental. And honestly, I'm offended. I eat my non-fat Greek yogurt straight from the top. No, so the issue with me. (laughs) The issue? (laughs) One of many issues with me in London 
is that like London has some of the best like dry snacks. You know, they invented the potato chip. That's Don't such an interesting observation. Okay, go on. But they have just like what are they called? Not chips. That's French fries. Crisps. They have crisps. They have uh, digestive crackers, which are like sugar cracker. Like I love cracker. I love crackers and cookies. Anything dry. Tortilla chips are my favorite food, probably. Anyway, and like London or like England, I guess is the home of all of those things. So. I bought some of those digestive and they they don't help with digestive by the way that is a misnomer. They they probably actually do the opposite, but it's like a chocolate covered cookie essentially that I was then putting speculus on. So that's been my week in London. Have you just been like eating a little bit of fish here and there at Contramar? No, I've been going to Rosetta and getting street tacos. Last night I went oh. to a real authentic cantina <laughs> that's probably delicious yeah i'm like with real people from here so is this like a recharge annie or are you here are you there for work i'm here working i'm doing my like day job and then i'm i'm writing the second half of the day but nothing too exciting to report on that front on that note on that note do, do the honors should we get into top stories yes i feel like the most important story that happened this last week. Let's say it at the same time. One, two, three. Harry Styles. Oh. Oh. Well, are you ready to rant on the Harry Styles or do you want to like build up to that? Yeah. Well, maybe I am the only one who does not think Harry Styles is as charming as everyone else seems to think he is. You and Billy Porter both. Or like gender fluid, like. He's not gender fluid. He is literally from the X Factor, was in a boy band, and instead of doing the Tom Ford or like Dior Ohm, like, you know, Justin Timberlake thing, is like taking a page from like Mick Jagger and Iggy Pop and just like wearing outrageous British. Yeah, how dare he? I know, I know he can do whatever he wants, but number one, I don't think that he's like helping gender fluid, gender nonconforming people. By doing it. It's not like he's like caught on the street wearing a dress like that would be authentic to me or like interesting. But it's like he does it in fucking photo shoots for British Vogue. Tell me not impressed, Harry. So you're saying he's it's contrived. All of which to say we buried the lead here, which is that he launched a beauty brand, a makeup brand. Is it? I, I was even like a little too annoyed to dig too deep. It's nail polish, I know. I am just in a state of shock right now looking at the Instagram. The pull that Harry Styles has. This photo of a serum on like black slate. It's like a bottle of serum. It has almost 500,000 likes and 1,500 comments. They have almost a million followers and they launched last week, which is crazy. Three days ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's also like stock packaging. It looks like a stock formula, right? Like I've seen a pearlescent serum before, haven't you? It's like the um, Garlan meteorites. Yes. And then also the name pleasing, I find really weird. <laughs> we do want Harry on the podcast. We do. <laughs> we know. Side note, I actually did reach out to the publicist for pleasing to ask for an interview and also samples. So, I mean, the answer is like, I can be bought and sold. I am impressed at the, the star power here. Look, okay, so it's called pleasing. Like Nick said, it is nail polish. It kind of reminds me of, who was it, Little Yachty that did the concrete inspired? Yes. 
nobody's talking about this overlap. That's a little strange, right? I because I think we were the only one. Oh my god, this just in. I'm just getting news eight days ago that little Yachty has left Crete, his nail polish brand. No, really? They parted ways? This is according to High Snobiety. It says, it appears as though the rapper is no longer in the nail polish business. On November 10th, Yachty announced that he was departing Crete, the nail care brand he founded in late 2020. Wow, so he just got up and left. He heard word on the street, Harry was getting into the nail polish game, and he was like, I can't compete. Yeah, hold on, let me see. (laughs) I don't know how you can, like, depart a brand that's been in existence for less than a year and is, like, Lil Yachty's (laughs) brand, and then the brand Crete released a statement. (laughs) Like, who's working there if it's not Lil Yachty? (laughs) I mean, to me, looking at the Crete Instagram, they're doing something more interesting, Like, their bottles are more interesting. Did you see them? Yeah, I saw it when we covered it. Yeah. To me, it's a more interesting brand. The visuals are more interesting. And I want our readers to tell me if I'm wrong about Harry Styles, if, like, I've missed something that he did or thing that he said that was particularly important or interesting with regards to, like, gender and makeup and beauty and fashion. But to me, it feels a little... Remember when Zayn and Gigi wore each other's clothes in Vogue? (laughs) And it was, like, lampooned because it was, like, who cares? No, I don't remember that. (laughs) It was, like, the cover. And it was, like, Zane wearing, like, a women's blazer or something. And him being, like, I just think it's important that we're able to, like, do things to express ourselves. And everyone was, like, yeah, Zane, you're, like... Like, borrowing your friend's jacket. (laughs) I do that every time I'm cold. I like Harry Styles. I mean, if this was a way he wanted to express his creativity and he feels really strongly for it, then I support him because I support creativity. If it was a cash grab to, like, capitalize on his manufactured aesthetic, then I don't. But I guess we'll never know. Well, let's ask him. And that was supposed to be an apology. That was supposed to be an apology. Let's ask him when he comes on the pod, because that's definitely yes. happening now. Yeah, something tells me it's not. But actually, we do both have samples being sent to our homes when we get back. So we're going to try the products. I'm going to be wearing nail polish for the next while. So I'll, we actually will report back with an honest review. Okay, so let's talk about, can you explain the Zoom manipulation with Ariana Grande? You sent me this article by Amy O'Dell. Oh, so Amy O'Dell, who, full disclosure, I know, and I've known for a very long time, she was one of the first writers who launched the New York Magazine's beauty fashion vertical. And then she ran Cosmo.com for a long time. She has a sub stack that I subscribe to. And she had an interesting headline, which was about The other, I guess, big launch this last two weeks, R.E.M. Beauty from Ariana Grande, basically saying that she felt that the idea of these celebrity brands when they only will allow access to the celebrity with a Zoom interview or some sort of like press conference, but expect all this glowing coverage in return feels manipulative, meaning that they're not getting exclusive access. Like it's not a two-way street and it's not fair because companies don't have the money that they once had to produce photos. It's basically like you only like Allure was the only one who got a photo shoot or time with her. And that's because they were still able to afford you know, a production. I'm looking at it right now. Essentially what Amy O'Dell says in her Substack, which is called The Back Row, is that Ariana Grande has a history of having a very heavily controlled public image and only granting group interviews and a lot of the time. And she actually, this time, the Allure cover that I was just talking about 
the writer was given two hours and I guess in the article and I haven't read it, you know, like it mentioned that he was granted two hours and Amy O'Dell's point is that's the least you can do. You know, it's like magazines used to spend days with someone or at least a few afternoons. And now the power dynamic and the power balance has shifted so much that like you get two hours, you know, with someone and you're putting them on the cover saying this is the new makeup that you need to helping her business. It sounds like the point she's like making is right. Like the power balance, like these celebrities used to need magazines and editorial outlets to build up their own image and following. But now it's very different. They don't. They have Instagram. Yeah. While Odell, I think, is much more critical, like her article is much more critical of Ariana Grande and her handlers and like their control over her image. I think that after so long that the media controlled what people thought or knew, thought they knew about celebrities, the fact that Ariana Grande can give two hours and get a cover says to me more about the empowerment of some of these celebrities than it does about the subjugation of the women's lifestyle media. I don't know. What do you think? Nick, hot take. Someone get me a glass of water. I got to cool down my hot takes. Do you care at all about Ariana Grande, R.E.M. Beauty? I was a little disappointed to see the like over the top influencer kids that she sent out. If you are a longtime reader of this podcast, you know that we have a problem with all this excessive packaging that you just throw away at the end. So she sent around like big space helmets full of (laughs) her makeup. (laughs) I also like Ariana, Ari, honey, we need to move past the like space age mod white like high boots thing. And the tight pony, like, I get it. The swinging 60s, I get it. Austin Powers, I get it. I just, there's a lot of brands. I'm a little, I have a little fatigue now. Can I ask you a question? I'm going to give you a few brands, and I want you to tell me, in your honest opinion, in five years, which of these is still going to be a successful business and brand? I like going to get me in trouble. (laughs) No, and sort of like have done something interesting. Or will they go the way of Crete? Right. Uh, Rare Beauty, Selena Gomez. That'll be around. Wait, hold on. REM Beauty, Fenty Beauty, and Patrick Star Beauty. Uh, Oh, not Patrick Star, Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star, (sighs) yes. You said five years? Or just it will have been like a real brand that existed For example, remember how when Jennifer Aniston's hair line came out, there were all these reports that she actually did release a fragrance in the 90s called Lola V. And everyone was like, really? What? Will it be that? Or will it be the J-Lo Glow, which is like always the reference for like a celebrity fragrance brand? Well, do you think J-Lo skincare line will be around? No, don't even talk to me about J-Lo. I'm not going there. I don't know. I you want like to put my, me on the line and to talk about Selena <laughs> no, Gomez I don't, and no, Rihanna? I, I think that Rihanna, Fenty Beauty, their products, from what I understand, are really great. And so I think that brand will be around. Jeffree Star, love him or hate him. Jeffree Star is doing something kind of like interesting in some way. He'll do these like huge palettes with all maudlin colors and call it like the casket palette. I, I don't know. There's something at least it's like different. And then like for Rare Beauty, I'm like, this is nude packaging with like vaguely like mental health supporting. I don't know. I, I think what you're sensing for me this episode is not necessarily like cynicism, but more fatigue. And to your oft echoed points, wasteful. 
I wish that everyone, famous and not, would like before they launch something in the beauty space, think about whether there already exists that thing and whether they are honestly improving on it or putting a twist on it or whether it's just their version of it. And if it's just your version of it and you think that your involvement in it will make it interesting, please don't make it. Unless that involvement is like, you know, a Lil Nas X Mac collaboration, in which case I'm in. La 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 Lisa from Blackpink is doing a Mac collab. I just saw. Do a one and done. See if you really like it. See if you like it and if you're in it and see if you can do something exciting, you know, with the product development team, with the marketing team. Like, right? I think so. Yeah. Otherwise, it just kind of feels like a cash grab. Actually, funny you should say that. Remember the way that Rihanna, her first foray into makeup was when she did that MAC lipstick that was, remember, it was like sold out in like a second. It was like her version of Ruby Woo. What was it called? Yes. Oh, God. I remember those days. That feels like reminiscing. You know, you like beauty when you're like. Riri Woo. Yeah. So she like did it and it feels very authentic. In fact, it's so authentic that she doesn't make music anymore and all she does is make beauty products. And so I. I love that. Let's talk about mergers and acquisitions. Oh, thank you. It was a big week for Sol de Janeiro, whose bum bum cream was in every single Sephora and on probably, I would say, what, three out of five uh, sluts, did you say? <laughs> Bites. Oh, my God. And sluts. What's wrong with sluts? <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I don't really no, use that word. <laughs> no, you have a very clean mouth. And certainly not derogatory towards other women. I actually no. don't. Growing up, like, when remember when it was really popular because of, like, the simple life to be like, hey, yeah. bitches, or hey, sluts to your friend. Yeah. I, I always thought it really grossed me out. I mean, call me gay, but I like saying that to my gay guy friends, like, being like. The dolls. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what are the dolls? Is that what my gay guy friends are called? I just saw a meme when it was like, gays are like, me and the dolls are going out this weekend. And then I had a photo of the dolls and it was just like really <laughs> generic looking white guys in business suits. Basically. Um, but anyway, Sol de Janeiro, they had Bum Bum Cream, which became like a runaway hit because it had this addictive caramel pistachio fragrance and like purported firming properties. It was... I think another brand like Drunk Elephant that Sephora effectively built, it was this idea of the Brazilian bum. They actually big. used to do really crazy innovative products that were truly inspired by like a Brazilian woman's take on beauty for the body, which really inspired me and what I'm doing now with soft services. But they had a kit for bleaching your thigh hair because in Brazil they don't shave their thigh hair they want it glowing white like peach fuzz that is sexy yeah <laughs> Lacetan bought a majority stake in Sol de Janeiro in a deal which valued the company at guess how much money like 400 something million 450 million dollars they also announced that they will be expanding more fragrances. They say that they are the leader in the premium body mist, like fragrance mist category, which fair. And they're also going into face now. I mean, smart. $450 million for that brand is pretty amazing. It shows you that like the mergers and acquisitions, you know, market within beauty is 
not nearly slowing down and that the trends of having these really big numbers and really high multiples, meaning multiple of the brand's revenue, which I imagine this is still is still going strong. This is probably a 5x their revenue sale or transaction. So interesting. I think Lositan is a smart move for them. Obviously, they were built. I don't do they own other brands? I'm not sure. They have an investment arm. LMS, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. I think it's very cool for Sol de Janeiro. And for La Citaine, obviously, they are known for their hand cream and like body products and sort of apothecary, French apothecary thing. Their like hero, like cult product is their almond oil body wash, which I misunderstood as a after shower like body oil so i had been wearing (laughs) this like sticky body wash out into the world and i just couldn't understand why everybody loved it so much i was like it's such a weird (laughs) you're like is everyone like it's just really sticky and like kind of like foams (laughs) every time i sweat it just like foam and remember how like they had to close a lot of stores during covid way to go Two other acquisitions to just mention, Milk Makeup and another brand that I've never heard of were acquired by Waldencast, which was interesting. Milk Makeup was based on the sort of Milk Studios vibe, Milk Studios, which has studios in New York and LA and is kind of the premier luxury photography studio. They parlayed that brand into a makeup brand. They had a lot of hits. They had a lot of cult products also in Sephora. But yeah, so they were acquired. And then the other one, which I don't think is as exciting, but got its own headline in Women's Wear Daily, was Pharmacy Beauty, Mm -hmm. was acquired by P&G. They are actually the in-house, I found out the in-house brand from like a really great lab in New Jersey. So this one was actually pretty interesting for me to hear about. They're great. The people that make Pharmacy Beauty are like very intelligent and their lab is like incredible. And it was the idea was farm fresh ingredients, essentially. The founder, David Chung, called it farm to face. So congrats to all of these new rich beauty entrepreneurs. If you would like to become Patreons, you can find us on eyewitnessbeauty.com slash no patreon.com slash eyewitness beauty it says the milky jelly super bouncy star tier is a hundred dollars but honestly it could be a hundred it could be 200 it could be a thousand like you have so much money now what else do we have oh my god can we do products of the week yeah let's do it okay Rarely am I as excited. I even texted you about this, not as it pertained to eyewitness beauty. Yeah, like middle of the night. <laughs> yes. I was on a date and Nick was like, I have to tell you about this. <laughs> I thought it was like an emergency because it was like <laughs> middle of the night. I have something to tell you about. So right before I came to Europe, I knew I was going to be working really crazy hours and not sleeping a lot. And I had just run out of my Pharrell moisturizer. That jar is so big. I was like, I'm not going to order another one to like, where am I going to put it? It doesn't even fit in my toiletry bag. So I used that app Fast AF. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. I think it's in New York, in LA. It's a delivery app, but it's very curated and they promise to deliver within two hours or less. And they have a good beauty selection. Necessaire is on it. Goop is on it. A couple other brands. And I ordered a cleanser, Goop moisturizer, and then the Goop Instant Facial. It's actually called the Goop Glow Microderm Instant Glow Exfoliator. It is 
1.7 ounces. As you can see, it is a small jar, Annie. Do you see how small? Oh my God, that looks like a sample. Or it looks like an eye cream. I know. And guess what? It is enough product to like use many times because you don't need a lot of it. It spreads really easily. You keep it on for three minutes on like damp skin. I do it like when I first get in the shower, I put it on. Then I like wash my hair, wash my body and then rinse it off. And my skin has never fucking looked better. I had like weird kind of like rough texture that I would see like in the mirror for months. It seems like all of COVID. I like got really rough skin. Even Casey, when we were FaceTiming, was like, your skin looks incredible. Like you're glowing. And it's all because of this Goop Glow Microderm Instant Glow Exfoliator. It's really amazing. So I don't know. I I don't know why. But Casey commented on it, not knowing that I bought this and started using it. And it doesn't hurt. It is formulated in a way that doesn't feel like it is particularly aggressive on your skin. doesn't feel that way. How does it compare to exfoliate? Exfoliate is a bigger crumb, a bigger grain. Okay. It's microderm. So the particles are much smaller. I think it's mostly a chemical exfoliate with a little bit of like, if you like kind of massage it in circles, you're getting the physical, but it's again, like a very fine sand feel and it's incredible. Like I'm obsessed with it now. Totally took away the rough patches. I like actually look glowy and just with moisturizer. Just to reiterate, it's $125 for what appears to be like, if you ever on your Instagram Explorer page, see those miniature videos of somebody like making a loaf of bread with their like index finger. It looks like it belongs in that universe. (laughs) No, but actually to clarify, I believe that this one that I got is the smaller size, which yeah, is 15 ml. That makes me feel better. Okay. I must've gotten like the travel size, which is still $42. So it's an investment. It's 0.5 ounces, but it's billed as a three minute facial and the 50 ml size is $125. But I wholeheartedly recommend that. And I think everyone should try it. And I paid for it myself full price. I love it. Okay. Can I, do you want me to tell you mine? Yes. Okay. I know previously this was a Patreon only thing because we wanted to send people there, but I feel like, so now that I'm here in Mexico City, I ran out and I am really sad about it because I've never liked a product so much, truly. Uh (laughs) And this one's expensive too. So I guess I can't judge. It's the Mary Allen pressed flour milk. That sounds like, that sounds like. Hydrating drops. (laughs) I trust you that it works, but that name is like the most precious <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Listen, Pressed milk fairy drops. The liquid milk, which is made by pressing white orchid petals, is a mixture of carbohydrates <laughs> and proteins that help replenish the complexion. I believe it because I d- that's exactly... I, I believe it too. I just like I like that. It's also called lipid barrier loving infusion is like the sub name. <laughs> <laughs> what does it do? I just use it as my normal like moisturizer day and night after washing my face. I'll spritz with like mineral water and then I put this on as like my moisturizer and I actually don't really normally follow up with anything else unless I'm feeling really dry and it's so good. It's like the perfect 
tacky. What's the texture? It's a really low viscosity, milky serum. It's like a thick milk and it's just, it's great. It sounds almost like a Korean texture. I feel like a milk is like a Korean texture, isn't it? Yeah, I'm trying to, honestly, like I I can't, I was trying to think of a dupe for this, like another product that's similar. But if anybody has like an opaque white milky serum, that's super moisturizing. Let me know because this is $185 and I can't live without it because my skin really loved it. It's one ounce and cruelty-free, all that good stuff. And you can't really get it a lot of places. I, I bought mine at Takamichi Beauty Room in New York, which is a great little shop with like really cool stuff. But yeah, Mary Allen, M-A-R-Y-A-L-A-N, pressed flour milk. Just use code Annie10 for 10% off your order no these you know what's amazing about this product of the week these products of the week this week is that they are authentic real (laughs) because they're not normally (laughs) (laughs) no it just no sometimes i'm like it's something that i like love but it's not something that like has actually changed my skin you know like i'm like oh like this body like the the baby body wash that's like smells so delicious it's great you know but it doesn't it hasn't changed my life but i feel like this week's one like i really love it is in the like long-term rotation for me. Mm-hmm, me too. With that, let's call it a day or a night. It's a, your morning, my night or something. Eyewitness Beauty, as always, is produced out of New York City by Jessamyn Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our theme music is by Danny Presant and our album art is by Simon Abronowitz. You can follow us on Instagram at Eyewitness Beauty. You can support us by uh, subscribing to our Patreon which is patreon.com slash eyewitnessbeauty. What else can you do? You can email us at hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com. Important note, we are starting to do the research for our Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa. It's actually religion agnostic gift guide. So if you have any questions, any tough to find presents for people in your life, email us, DM us, shout to us on the street. Patreon subscribers will get first dibs on our research and our time, to be honest. So let's do a little housekeeping. So next week's episode, it's a holiday, you guys. We're trying to spend it with fam and friends. So you'll get like a little preview gift guide episode, a little mini-sode, and then we'll do our big annual gift guide the following week. And we're working on some very special guests. I'll just leave it at that. Right. So that's something to look forward to. We'll miss you. Or maybe you'll miss us. I'll miss you. (laughs) And what else? I'm acting like we're going somewhere. We'll be back in New York. (laughs) No, you don't even live in New York. Where do you live? No, I live in Los Angeles. Anyway, that was the most long-winded way to say that we will have a mini episode on Saturday. Then we'll have our gift guide episode. And then we're taking a break. But anyway, long story short, we'll see you next week. So let's not worry. Let's just stay in the present moment. Love you. Bye. Bye. Adios.